0: I know we got listeners out there in Massachusetts. The Sports Machine with Slim, available throughout the world on nhtalkradio.com. It's a powerful microphone to have. You can reach the whole world in real time. Pretty impressive. We're going to start the show off today. With these words about the Celtics who win their game last night, I tracked Jason Tatum's statistics going to the hole. I've been talking to people here over the last couple of weeks. Tatum's got to go to the basket. Got to go to the basket. I've given many reasons why. Well, last night, with my trusty notebook and pen in hand, I said I'm going to do some statistics gathering. And I have some revelations for you people. You're not going to believe it. And this is why I'm telling you people. The Boston Celtics, when we go into the playoffs this spring, are going to be awesome fun to follow. You are not going to find anyone on the radio who knows more about the Celtics than me and my treasured guest of sports callers. We know more about basketball than Michael Felger could have a dream to know and the folks on EEI who I love They don't know as much about basketball as I have in my pinky. So if I could just throw the challenge out there, I'm telling you people, this is going to be where you want to come when the Celtics are in the playoffs and we're talking about what they're doing, ins and outs of why they're winning or losing every single day. And I've got the statistics I want to share with you. But first, I want to tell you people, yesterday I went out to uh, do some prospecting with businesses in the Manchester and the uh, concrete areas, as I, as I tend to go to, because I, I like to try and find good advertisers to have on my show, and I like to find good content for other shows here on WKXL Radio. Well, yesterday, I stopped in the business, and I met a woman by the name of Eileen. And as I talked to her, I sensed in her uh, a lot of the frustrations that I myself feel about the world today. And the messaging that is bombarding all of us through all forms of media, whether it's computer, social media, um, television, our phones, everybody is being hit with the same mass amount of information and what's our estimate? 80 to 90% of it is, is negative. I mean, I'm not the only person that feels this way. I I, I got the sense when I, just from looking into Eileen's eyes and listening to her a little bit, I just felt like we're on the same page with this. I mean, when I look on Twitter this morning on my account and I see suspect accused of destroying satanic display at Iowa Capitol is charged with a hate crime. This is in the Des Moines Register newspaper today. So the satanic uh, cult put up a statue in the Iowa Capitol and some dude who is pro-Christianity destroyed the statue. Well, he's been arrested and is potentially being charged with a felony and other accounts. And I know that whoever's listening out there to me talk about this 80 to 90% of you are rolling your eyes and going like, what is happening out here? Yeah, there's 10 to 20% that are like, yeah, he shouldn't be touching that religious statue. That's the satanic cult statue. And they should have the right to display that type of a statue out there. And I know this isn't sports talk, okay? But I've, I've about had enough of the negativity in the world that I know we all feel. And I can get negative about my sports, but believe me, I'm always positive in the end. I mean, I'm rooting for the Celtics. I might talk bad about the Celtics, but I, I, in the end, am am secretly, come on, guys, let me just spur you on, motivate you a little bit. We got to motivate each other, people out there, to, to try and find better ways of spending our time and of treating each other. We need to promote more positivity. So I'm going to try and do that on the Radio Waves as much as I can with The Sports Machine with Slim and I know WKXL radio here is trying to put on lots of local programming, things for the arts, music and put something into the universe that maybe is is better than what I'm finding on Twitter. So if you can help us in that cause, I would appreciate that. Tell your friends to listen to The Sports Machine with Slim. I will make them laugh and Eileen Let's try to keep smiling and keep the faith. That's all we can do. Boston Celtics fans, I got something to help you keep the faith. Now, listen to me. The end of the game, I rewatched this morning. Two minutes left. Celts are up 127, 118, and we got the ball. 127, 18, and we have the ball. What happens? Take a guess. Jason Tatum stepped back three. And as soon as, I, I didn't see it last night because I was switching back and forth. I didn't see it last night. But as soon as he shoots it, I'm like, oh no. Because I know we end up only uh, being up by three points with like 40 seconds left in the game, even though I'm rewatching this 127-118. There's no way that three's going in. Sure enough, it looks like he was going in. It doesn't. And Tatum was hot all game last night. But with two minutes left, 10 seconds left in the shot clock, That's where you can put the game away when you're up by nine. Yeah, you can put it away with a three. Or you can miss, like he did, and have the other team score. Steal, turnover, uh, score, miss shot, rebound, score. Now Indiana only down by three. That's what happened. But at the end of the game, Miles Turner gets a rebound. What's this? With 28, 25 seconds left, something like that. Goes up to shoot. Jason Tatum swats. That ball, securing the victory for the Boston Celtics. The mentality, the mentality is what I've been talking about. Jason Tatum, listen to these statistics, people, as I refer to my notebook, which I will a bunch. We're going to talk Celtics here over the first couple of segments, preview a little bit of the Bruins talk that's coming up too, and we got some San Francisco 49ers and Kansas City Chief discussion. I will tell people my brother Dave has come up with his Super Bowl pick. He's come up with the winner. I thought he was going to need more time than this. And if you've been following the show, my brother Dave has been pretty money with his picks that he's been giving to people here. You can do with them what you want. But he's telling me he feels secure. He knows who's going to win the Super Bowl. Interesting, Dave. Whenever you want to call, you will be welcome on the lines. He's one of our most treasured sports talk callers, as is my cousin, McBFQ, my cousin Bob from Quincy, who I didn't say earlier in the week here, but... Over this weekend, he gave me two winners at the racetrack. Baby Gulfstream Park this weekend, my cousin Bob said, hey, this horse and this horse. Guess what? They both won. And one of them was 5-1. to Nice work, Bob. No, I didn't share any of those with anybody else, but I can tell you it's true. I took some money out from the winnings. Thank you very much. Jason Tatum, first period. Drives to the hole four times. The Celtics score all four possessions. Two times on Tatum dunks, once on a Tatum layup, once he kicks it out to, I think, Derek White for three. So four times Tatum puts his head down, goes to the rack, four times we score. So I'm like, oh man, I gotta keep track in this second period. He starts out on the bench as typically he does when he gets back in the game. Another one for one on a drive. 2-for-2 two two on a drive, so up for 6-for-6 six six when Tatum goes to the basket, like this is this is me keeping track of what I've been trying to tell you people for the last few weeks, okay? 6-for-6, six six. then he makes another one, he's 7-for-7, seven seven, or to Seltzer 7-for-7 on possessions, he might have passed one of those, one or two, yeah, he had some nice drop-offs last night to somebody else, but he's attracting all the t- the attention. By creating the threat, going to the basket, forcing somebody to come over, get in his way. Boom. But he's going by his people, getting to the hoop. Seven for seven in the first half. Second half, we got the third quarter opens up. Uh, Tatum blows a fast break attempt. So if you remember, he kind of went off balance, tried to do something under, uh, up and under, and he uh, he, he kind of complained he got fouled. He didn't really get fouled. But there's a no-one-one. Fast break, first time going to the hoop, not converted. I got another one, shortly thereafter, makes the basket. So he was eight, the Celts, eight for nine when Jason Tatum goes to the hoop. Another time in the fourth quarter, first time I saw him do it, one for one. Nine for ten, statistics, nine for ten when Jason Tatum put his head down, went to the basket. I don't even know how many points he ended up with because he ended up draining threes too. My guess is he had 30-something. I really ought to look at this to make sure as a a well-prepared sports talk show host would do i would have these numbers as my cousin bob texts me and says hey uh, one of those winners was 8 to 1 <laughs> sorry bob sorry bob to discredit you i said it was 4 or 5 to 1 8 to 1 and so that means when i put down my uh my 10 dollars i put 10 dollars on it bob i didn't go all in i'm sorry i didn't trust in you enough but you won me 80 bucks on that play nice work pat on the back And I appreciate the text here to remind me and make sure you get proper credit as I'm giving to Jason Tatum because he's, wait, what did I say? Eight for nine, nine for ten on his drives to the basket throughout the game. Two minutes left, step back three when we're up by nine. Should have gone to the hole, but that's okay, dude. Okay? Because what happened is he put it in his head that I'm in charge of this game. When I want to score, I'm going to the basket. I'm going to convert. He knows that last night because he knows he's putting the ball in the hoop. And he knows mentally, I need to get to the basket. Well, that same mentality is responsible for him swatting the ever-living crap out of the big man from Indiana, Miles Turner, to secure the win for the Celtics. The mentality is what I'm telling you is the most important thing Jason Tatum can bring to this team. Go to the hoop, baby. This is the Sports Machine with Slim on WKXL Radio, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, nhtalkradio.com. I got more stuff about the Celtics when we get back. Slim. That's me. But I'm slim. I am. I'm tall and slim. Slender. Thin. <laughs> There's other adjectives. I'm also a huge Celtics fan. I, I, I I'm not gonna say I'm the biggest Celtics fan in the world because like I haven't painted my car green and put the decals and all like different types of things. I don't have a Celtics flag waving outside of my home. Um, you know, people that really really are hardcore. I suppose they probably do those things and they could, you know, watch and possibly know as much about basketball as I do, but I highly doubt that. What I do know, Jason Tatum, I do not own one of his jerseys, and apparently I'm in the minority on this. He's the number two top-selling jersey in the league. Did we know this? I saw Abby Chin last night on uh, the TV. Put the stats up. Steph Curry's the number one best-selling jersey. Jason Tatum, number two best-selling jersey because Celtics fans... I mean, we we are legit. The Green Teamers are, are real. We're a force, and I feel like we can be a force for good, baby. We can be a force for good in the playoffs when we're when we're in the the NBA, uh, you know, championship, Eastern Conference championship against who? Maybe it's not going to be the 76ers, as I was kind of. S- Saying I'm afraid of them. Joel Embiid's hurt. I, I, can't, I am sorry, Joel. I put the jinx on you last week. Right after I said great things. You scored 70 in the game. And now he's, he got hurt last night. I feel bad because I love that dude. But um, who is Celtics going to play? I don't know. It's going to be tough in the East. And we're going to need the fans and the mentality the fans to think like winners. Like we used to do when Tom Brady was in town. We expected to win. Now we kind of are expecting to lose. I'm feeling like the fans are soft. So that's why I want to be the motivator to get people to flip that switch. Realize you have the power to affect games. This is not a joke. This is not like a a theory. This is fact. If you go into the Boston Garden and you cheer and you reach that level of momentum inside and you verbalize that into the, the stadium and everybody else is rocking like you, I've been there When you see the players respond to it, you are part of the game when you go there in person. And you need to understand that. And if people around you don't understand that, you need to show them and politely tell them and ask them to participate in their $1,000 seats that they probably got gifted to them by somebody from (laughs) some business, and they're only a half-hearted fan. We need to get those people on board when it's playoff time, baby. But Jason Tatum, number two, best-selling jersey in the league. Very cool. Abby Chin, as I said, was on telling about that. He's he's ahead of Giannis. He's ahead of LeBron James. A lot of Celtics fans out there. With good reason. We got a great team. Jalen Brown. His selling jersey is pretty good, too. I don't know where he was. I think she mentioned where the number was. Probably top 20. But he did... Missed a dunk last night. I wrote this in my notebook. Four minutes left in the first quarter. 4:40. Jalen Brown missed dunk. Dash. So annoying. It really is. It really is. He can't. His he dunks. It's less than 50%. I'm gonna tell you right now. If I gotta track this next next few games, here Thursday night Celtics play the Lakers. I'm gonna track Jalen Brown's dunk attempts because this dude definitely gets blocked on dunk attempts more than anybody I've ever seen. Mostly because he tries to load up from, like, the half-court logo and, and try and jump through, like, hey, guys, dude, you might want to get a little closer. But last night, missed Dunk. Just trying to take off from too far. And it is annoying. you got to throw those down, dude. Like, if you're going to be a tough guy, and he's, he does the, oh, you're too small, hand gesture to people, and he's, he's, he's a little bit of a trash talker, which I'm all for. But you can't be missing dunks all the time and then talking like that to people, dude. It's just like, it's bad karma. I'm all about the good karma. Last night, Celts were up 36-26 after the first period to finish up the first because what happens with Tatum, he usually goes to the bench around six, seven minutes into the game. And then they bring him back early in the second period. But last night we got Derek White, Porzingis, Hauser, Pritchard, and Brissett. Shaber said, I like this guy. He hustles. He's a defender. He's not a creator on offense. Peyton Pritchard, he's not a great creator on offense. That's not what he's here for. He can dribble into the lane and kick, but we're not looking for him to penetrate through traffic and finish. Hauser, don't dribble. Don't dribble. So those three guys are on the court with Porzingis and Derek White. Joe Mazula, I bounced back and forth on this guy. I've definitely laid blame at his feet in the past, but what he does with these lineups is he has Derek White go out there and create, man. You finished up the game, the game before. Remember, you had 13 or 14 points in the fourth quarter. He won the game, essentially, for us against New Orleans the night before. So he says, D. White, man, go out there. Be the leader. Be the creator. Yeah, we can get it to Porzingis in the post as a good option, but Derek White is the guy we want to initiate the offense, and this is this is coaching. You give Derek White that confidence to say, on a team with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, Drew Holiday – You can be the guy that we need to create the offense. That mentality, you can't just one day roll a ball out there in a game and say, hey, go get him, Derek White. No, you need to practice this. You need to look around and understand, okay, I'm the man. we got five guys on our team. They need me to be the man because none of them can can do it, quite honestly. And now Derek White, he's doing it. And these types of positions are why I think we're seeing him continually just get better and better and better. To the point where he might be an all-star himself. Have we selected the subs already? I don't even know about that. I probably ought to look into it. Okay, second period. Referring back to my notebook, Scal keeps talking about Indiana's strategy, which I've told people Rick Carlisle is a heck of a coach, former Celtic, longtime coach of Dallas, who was finished over there, and I think glad to be finished because he didn't want to deal with Luka Doncic crying anymore. He took him as far as he could. Great job, Carlisle. Then he goes to Indiana. Look what he's doing in Indiana. Like this team, as is the end of the game last night. Who was it? Mike Gorman? No. Who the heck was somebody says, Indiana's going to be a fun team in the playoffs. And the other dude says, fun team to watch, not to play. <laughs> Indiana's dangerous. Those guys keep coming at you. If Aaron Neesmith plays like this, like I loved him when he was here. I know he didn't get as many minutes, but I'm like, this guy hustles all the time. Well, now he can shoot. And boy, does he hustle when he plays against the Celtics. He's been crushing us this year. He had had 15 points in the first half last night. Aaron Nismith, this guy used to be on our team. An athlete, great shooter, competes on defense, a little undersized. So, I'm not going to say we miss him, but Scal talking about Indiana strategy. Stay with the three-point shooters. Rick Carlisle, one of the best coaches in the NBA. I say is the best, but he, Rick Carlisle does not have the best defensive team. He's got a team of scorers and of hustlers. But defensively, they don't have the size, the muscle, and I mean the skill. They're not as good at defensive, you know, individually, players as the Celtics are. But he has them stay at home with the three-point shooters. So when the Celtics drive to the hoop, this is why Tatum was 9 for 10 or whatever. When he drives by his man and gets to the hoop, there's nobody there to contest. Because all the other four players that are spacing their defensive men are staying with them. Because Indiana's strategy is don't give up threes, give up twos, which is exactly the strategy the Celtics need to employ moving forward, mostly because our defenders are all awesome on ball defenders stopping guys from getting by them to the rim. So, Miami. Who every year crushes us or I mean makes us work our tails off to get by him in the playoffs? Miami's never easy. They got our number. They docked us out last year. They're up 3-0 in the Eastern Conference Finals. We come back, win three games. Miami wins the fourth game. The Celtics always help off their shooters out by the three-point line, and Miami drains trees in our face. You can't help off. You have to force the defenders to go to the rim and finish they're not going to be able to do that consistently enough to beat the Celtics' on-ball defenders. So this is the type of insight you're going to be getting when we talk playoffs, and I say, well, last night we lost, and here's why. And hopefully Joe Mazzula can get the message. I need people to get the message to him. People that are listening out there right now, I wonder if I could help you or ask you to please help me get the message. Who would you like to hear me interview on the sports machine with Slim? You can call if you have a suggestion, 603 603-224-1450 224 1450 is the number, 603-224-1450. Love to take calls here on the show. Do you have an idea of somebody we could have on the show as a guest that's a realistic target? I have two that I've written down. I'd like to get Abby Chin on, and I'll be reaching out to her through social media to see, and Sam Cassell, assistant coach for the Celtics, champion with Houston, in with Boston. He's now assistant coach as of this year. I love Sam Cassell. Sam Cassell. Would love to have him on the show. So, can we make that happen? Does anybody like, have Sam Cassell's phone number that they could pass to me? <laughs> Happy Chins. <laughs> Last night, Celtics were outscored. Let me see this. 31-6. to 6 on second chance points. Celtics are not a good rebounding team, people. They're not a good rebounding team. That's okay. We rebound very well here on the Sports Machine with Slim, and we will do so in the upcoming segment. WKXL Radio, 1450 AM, 101.9 in Manchester, 103.9 FM in Concord. NHtalkradio.com. question is no. What's the question? Yesterday on the show with Mitty, I told everybody I was going to do some research into goats and in- investigate whether or not goats in fact have rectangular pupils. This is what Mitty had said on the show yesterday. So the answer to the question is no. The question is, did I do any research into goats? No, I did not. Should I do it tomorrow? I don't know. I mean, there's only one goat I need to know about, and that is Tom Brady. Greatest of all time. Mitty's take yesterday was embarrassing. <laughs> that Patrick Mahomes is, is superior. I love the take, though. I, I actually, it's embarrassing for him. He needs to wear that as a you know badge of dishonor or whatever it is. I, I know the facts. I want to talk about facts on this show. When prediction's a prediction... Well, then I'll say so, and my prediction will probably be wrong. But when we're talking facts, I know what the fact is, Jack, and that is Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback and football player of all time, which transitions us into discussion on San Francisco against Kansas City. Now, it's not coming up this week. We get a break for a week, everybody. As a side note, Chris, one of our... uh, Biggest contributors, former number one fan of the show, Chris texted me during the break and said, Caitlin Clark is a great target to go after to get on the show. I'm going to tell you what, Chris, I think it's a possibility, my man. I I feel confident. I'm going to put her in the number one position of people that I would like to interview on this show, and I'm going after it. I'm going to make myself a list. I'm going to take a picture of it. I'm going to share it on social media so these people can know I'm coming after you. I want to interview you. Caitlin Clark, I want to interview you on the show, and I want to hear you tell me how many points you think you'd be able to drop against me. In a game (laughs) and have the back and forth with her. It'd be so awesome to hear her insulting me. She'd be like, So, uh, how old are you? Uh, 49. I turned 50 actually next week. So, by that time, I'd probably be 50. Okay, how tall are you? All right, how much do you exercise? And she would just verbally berate me with being calm and cool with a line of questioning like a lawyer. And everybody listens. Wow, yeah, there's no way he'd be able to do this. But my mind works different, baby. My mind works different. Now, maybe until I'm totally gassed, but. I know, out of the gates, she's not going to score on me. She's just not. She's not going to score at the beginning once I get tired, yeah. But 20 years ago, Caitlin, telling you, I would have held you on to 10 points. (laughs) I just want to talk and say that to her and see what she would say. So great. She could just talk all kinds of trash to me. I would love love it. I'd be laughing all the time because she might be right. I mean, this would be a prediction, right? I told you earlier, I like to talk facts when I know what the facts are. (laughs) This would be more of a prediction that I would be able to hold her under 50 for an entire game. Today! Today! Forget my neck. I got neck issues for people that don't know. I have neck surgery. I had a uh, pin put in between C6 and C7, so there's a metal pin in there connecting the two lower discs in my neck. You got seven discs that kind of, you know, circle, and then the bone other piece kind of goes up or something like that. But anyway, the bottom two are joined together. Because one got herniated. And man, was that painful. It's not so painful anymore. I get a little side effects here and there. But if I play basketball for a full game against Caitlin Clark, I'm going to be in big trouble the next day. Uh, Not to even mention my legs and every uh, every other piece of my body. But man, I'm going to work. And I don't think she could get more than 50. She definitely won it in and a half. Somebody insulted me, Chris. I don't know who it was if you're still listening, or if you've already turned the dial because I'm talking too much about me guarding Caitlin Clark in this pretend matchup. But somebody said 50 points in the first half. Men's basketball <clears throat> men's basketball legend, Steve Chipotle, who I interviewed on the, the airwaves here. I, I don't know if he commented on that. He said years ago, okay, Jimmy, but now you're in trouble. I want her on the airwaves. San Francisco is favored by two points. Minus 125, betting line action. Kansas City is getting two points, minus 110. On the money line, they're plus 105. For you people that don't gamble, okay, here's the deal. If you're picking Kansas City, you think they're going to win. Okay, you're just like, oh, Kansas City's going to win. You don't think they're going to lose by one or two. So you bet them on the money line. Which is, you bet 100, you'd win $105. You're feeling great about that. That bet you think Kansas City's gonna win. San Francisco, if you like San Francisco, just to win the game, you gotta bet 125 to win 100. But if you wanna bet San Francisco minus two, that's the betting line, they are minus 110. So you only have to bet $110. You risk 110 to win 100. But if San Francisco wins by less than two, you're not winning. If they win by two, it's in push. No money exchange. So just looking at those odds, and this is getting inside deep of gambling discussion, people. And this is why I've come to grips with things 49 years in. Most gamblers lose. And when I say most, I'm talking 98 to 99%. Almost everybody loses. Now 80% lose big. All right? Everybody's betting on the Super Bowl. Here's how it works. People that like Kansas City, they're betting Kansas City on the money line. They're not getting the plus two points. They're getting plus 105. They want them to win. They think they're going to win. They want to win as much as possible. People that are betting San Francisco, they're not betting them on the money line because they got to pay 125 to win 100. They're betting them minus two because then you only have to bet 110 to win 100. And you would think San Francisco is going to win by more than two anyway. But it's a field goal game. So what I'm telling people is that there is a high, high likelihood. And when I say high likelihood, I'm talking 40% chance. There is a 40% chance when this game is played that San Francisco wins the game by either one or two points. This is deep betting. San Fran will win the game by one or two points, I'll say, with a 40% Chance of that occurring because if San Fran wins by one, all the people that bet Kansas City money line to win the game they lose. If San Francisco wins by one, all the people that bet San Francisco minus two points they lose too. You know who wins? Las Vegas. And that's how you build the hotels because. Everybody loses, and the magnet draws in everybody to lose. So that ball, which is this weird, crazy shape that takes all these different types of bounces as we watch each week, and you say, wow, how did that ball go off the helmet of this dude and into the arms of Brandon Ayuk? How did this happen? Well, the ball is shaped in a way that it's going to bounce strange. And when you have millions and millions and millions of people betting on a game, I'm going to tell you, just as I said, the fans in the sports arena for the Celtics will have an impact on our players. People who are gambling have an impact on how that football bounces. It sounds crazy. I know, but I'm telling you, I've lived, this has been my life for 40 years 37 years I started gambling. I was 12, 13 years old. I've bet everything. Everything. And there's tons of people out there like me. You see this this booty guy for the Patriots? I, I saved the article. I don't have it up in front of me. This dude, this receiver for the Patriots who went to LSU. He's been on the Pats, I think, just the one year. He's got, like, arrested for all these bets. He made tons and tons of bets when he was playing at LSU. He bet on himself. And as my brother, uh, he, he, he called me and left me a message. I actually wanted to play the tape, but this guy bet on himself one week to get like 100 yards and seven catches, something like this. Well... The guy only got, like, 30 yards (laughs) in two catches. And my brother's like, talk about a guy with, like, overestimated confidence, self-confidence. He bet on himself to have over, like, 90 yards, and he only had 30 in the game. And he's telling me this on the voice message. I'm laughing at him now, because if you think about it, it's like, that's not the guy you want to be drafted. Just saying, you got a serious gambling addiction. Because they looked at all his bets, and he got, like, tens of thousands of bets. I thought they said 18,000 bets is how many I'm not 100% sure on that I'll try and get it during the break and be accurate with that but people that have gambling problems they're gambling all the time I once when I was in my 20s lost 21 bets in a row on the same day it was a Saturday I didn't have a ton of money back then either I tracked I lost 21 bets in a row in the same day and just kept betting and betting and betting. That's the mind of a gambling addict. And that person does not win. Well, you've got millions of those people betting Kansas City on the money line. You've got millions of those people betting San Francisco minus two. So what do you do? You bet against both of those people. And you bet San Francisco to win by one or two. That's Las Vegas. You want to be on the same side as Las Vegas. You want to be on the same side as the sports machine with Slim as we head to commercially or on WKXL Radio, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Carcord, 101.9 FM in Manchester. I love me some nhtalkradio.com. We'll come back with those uh, booty stats. was an interesting commercial right there i will say let me read to you as we transition back here to the final segment of the sports machine with slim on a wednesday tomorrow i'm hopefully gonna have thomas poke on the show former nhl player who loves to come in and talk some bruins i love me some bruins and the all-star game is coming up this weekend saturday but uh For today, let's finish up with a little bit more information on this Kayshawn Booty guy. Really tried. Here's an article that's on MSN.com from SB Nation. Title Kayshawn Booty Really Tried to Hide His Illegal Gambling Under the Name Kayshawn Booty (laughs) (laughs) Seven. Let me read the article. Kayshawn Booty of the New England Patriots was arrested. In Louisiana, not not funny. This is five days ago, last week. Keishon Booty of the New England Patriots was arrested in Louisiana on Thursday after state police were informed by a gambling company that their records showed that over eight thousand nine hundred bets were placed by a prohibited individual. Booty was charged with one felony count of computer fraud and one misdemeanor count of gambling underage. Details from the affidavit were truly stunning. Booty's bets ran the gamut from teams around the NCAA to the NFL, including bets on his own LSU Tigers, where he was a player at the time. The receiver did nothing to hide his identity, allegedly using his own name as his usernames on books. When he used accounts with the username KayshawnBooty7 and kayshawnbooty Booty, one according to the affidavit. This guy, this is, this is probably not the guy you want to rebuild the Patriots around. Records claim that in 2022 and 23, Booty placed over $636,000 in bets, losing a total of 81000 in the process. The receiver also placed specific bets on himself, which didn't go well. Kayshawn Booty bet he would score a touchdown and rack up 82.5 yards against Florida State on September 4th, 2022, part of an eight-leg parlay. He didn't hit on either. That's the one I think Dave told me he only got like 20 yards in the game. He bet on himself to score 82 and only got 20. It's still unclear at this time how the NFL will respond to the arrest. In the past, players have been suspended for placing bets At team facilities or betting on NFL games, both of which are banned. Anyway, this guy did it, I guess, when he was underage. And he did it while playing in college football. Like, you can't be betting on the same team or games that you play in. You certainly can't be betting on your own self-performance. I mean, what if you bet the under? And you just didn't, (laughs) like, play hard all game, right? So that makes sense. That's illegal. Now, what's the NFL going to do about this? probably nothing. What do I think they should do? I don't know. I I mean, probably nothing. But here's the deal to everybody out there that's, listen, I'm just telling you, gambling is a huge, huge problem in this country that nobody's talking about. Gambling is fun. We're going to go on the Super Bowl? I'm going to bet. I told people yesterday, I got a big bet on San Francisco. I might be laying off some of that action actually to take Kansas City plus two, as I just told you. in. (laughs) the previous segment. I think there's a high likelihood, I'll say 40% chance that San Fran wins the game by one or two. And so may as well lay off some of that action, take Kansas City plus the points. To get up to plus three, you got to lay like minus 160, 170. So they really bump you because the odds makers know, hey, there's a high probability three is the game line action, but I'm telling you, I think it's one or two. Anyway, there's lots of people accruing a ton of debt out there. Debt is rising within this country at an alarming pace and gambling has a lot to do with it and now i'm pro gambling i'm pro going to the local casinos having a good time spending money it's a great night out it's the problem gambling that i have an issue with and nobody's talking about i had an interview on wkxl a month ago with ed talbot from the new hampshire council for problem gambling if you want you can go into the uh, you know, the backlog, go to nhtalkradio.com, go to WKXL Spotlight to hear that 40-minute interview with him as he discusses his background and his somewhat challenge to uh, secure additional funding to try and help people, get, at least get the news out there that, hey, listen, if you got a gambling problem, there are some resources available for you. There are. And if you need help, you can reach out to WKXL here, um, front desk. At nhtalkradio.com is an email, and I'll follow up with you. I got people you can talk to. I know where to to point you in the right direction. But most people don't have huge gambling problems. It's just the people that do. It's like you're just a hardcore addict like this Sean Booty guy. You know, that's who he is. You just got to shut it off like I did. I said 2024. I'm not sports gambling. Those bets I have on San Francisco, those were made in 2023. Those were futures. I'm not betting this year, sports. Now, I could bet Kansas City because I can justify that in my own mind. I'm, I'm laying off some action, so it's kind of just uh, uh, you know betting less. I already have the big bet, so it's like I'm not really betting. In fact, I'm doing the opposite of betting. I'm, I'm taking some of my winnings. Yeah, that's how I can look at it. I don't know if somebody listening might be thinking, oh, he's justifying his betting. And, but that's not what I'm really doing. My mind works differently when it comes to this stuff. I've been around gambling for so long, people. All I can do is uh, try and spread the word. You know, if millions and millions and millions of people were listening to this show, there'd be some people that were hurting this morning because they lost their rent or their paycheck or their kid's birthday present money yesterday gambling. And today you wake up and you're feeling helpless. Well, maybe you hear this talk on the radio and you send an email and I tell you, you can do it, dude. You just got to say, I'm not betting today. I'm not betting. You set a timeline. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to bet on sports for the year 2024 and you just keep saying it. Heck, call the show. You can say it right here. I'll write your name up on the board. Just like I'm going to do with Caitlin Clark, Abby Chin, Sam Cassellas. I put the list of targeted interviews I want to have on this show, The Sports Machine with Slim. You and the listening audience, I know you're out there. Do some thinking. If you know somebody, or if you know somebody who knows somebody, maybe we get them on the show. Thomas Polk, I know he knows hockey players in the, in the New England region, so maybe I will ask him tomorrow if he would feel comfortable sharing our show, our little show in New Hampshire, Sports Talk radio station, up against the behemoths of EEI and 98.5, the sports hub. They don't even know we're out here. Well, we're building. I've got an advertising base that I'm building with businesses that want to get on board with a show that talks about positive messages and trying to help people, and builds that all-around sports talk. You know, for an hour, two hours a day, we'll see what happens. I can't wait for the springtime to come with the Patriots, draft discussion, the Celtics and the Bruins in the playoffs, and then there's the Red Sox. I don't even know. We've been on the air. I think this is our eighth week I don't know how many times I've talked about the Red Sox. Not many. I remember McBFQ called in and said, hey, what did you think about that trade? Who was the dude we traded? We used to get, he used to be on the Dodgers. He came here for a couple years. He's got the red hair. I'm trying to think of his name, and I can't do it. You know why? Because the Red Sox, who cares about them? <laughs> Except the, the hardcore statistics nerds that love baseball and still do fantasy. I dropped out of my fantasy baseball, one of them. Fantasy Baseball leagues. I think last year I essentially dropped out too because my team was in last. But when we're drafting Fantasy Baseball teams, I suppose that can be a, a discussion for a segment or two on some shows in the, when is it, March, April? When do the first baseball games get played? April? I don't think I want too many Red Sox players. Justin Turner signed somewhere else yesterday, right, with Toronto Blue Jays. I think he got a one-year contract, $13 million. I would say you want to draft him, okay? I would say that because Toronto is an excellent place to hit. You're inside stadium, and just historically, they put up big numbers. Well, that's a professional hitter that's now working his way into a lineup with a bunch of young kids who got aggressive bats and are good. Bo Bichette, Vlad Guerrero Jr., they got a team up there that can hit. Justin Turner's going to go there. Put that on your radar, everybody, as I just hop all over the map. I can do that. It's the last couple minutes of the show tuck this one away, put a file folder open in your contacts for uh, Slim's Fantasy Baseball Picks and advice. Draft Justin Turner. If Justin goes down with a knee injury tomorrow, I'm going to have to say it was my fault. So maybe I shouldn't (laughs) jinx him like that, like I did Joel Embiid. Celtics and the 49ers. Those were my two teams I said are going to win it all. 49ers in the NFL, Celtics in the NBA. I said that from my first week on the show here a couple months ago. The San Fran 49ers are now in the last game of the season going up against Patrick Mahomes, the second best quarterback to ever play, and the Kansas City Chiefs. Can San Francisco win? If they win by one, I look like a genius. I'll be replaying today's show for everybody. Caitlin Clark, you've got to listen to this guy. He predicted San Francisco was going to win by one. He told everybody why it was going to happen. If she hears that, wouldn't she want to be on the show? Wouldn't she want to talk to somebody with so much smart gambling knowledge? Although maybe she'd get in trouble talking on the gambling piece. So I got to think about how to sell that to her. Maybe I don't talk about the gambling at all. We talk about how I'm going to beat her in a <laughs> in a, or would have would have held it under 10 points in a game back 20 years ago. That's what we need to talk about. Steph Curry's going to be taking on a three-point shooting uh, opponent. Do we know this? This is happening, I think, All-Star Weekend. Amazing. Steph Curry is going to shoot against a WNBA player. See who the best shooter is. It won't be me. The Sports Machine with Slim will be here on WKXL Radio, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord. FM in Manchester, nhtalkradio.com is where you can go at any point to hear anything. And I'm going to start thinking about tomorrow's show and the GOATS. Man!